Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, August 30th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A one-room schoolhouse built in the late 1800s for African-American children in Chesterfield is getting a new start. It is moving to a St. Louis County park where the building will be restored. It's one of those things that you, you hope things survive, some things don't, and this one was one of the luckier ones for us that we can save a piece of history. St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson will have that story in just a few minutes. A renewed mask mandate goes into effect today in Illinois. People have to wear face coverings in indoor public spaces to help slow the spread of COVID-19, particularly the Delta variant. The new measures come as some K-12 schools in the state have started offering weekly COVID-19 testing, but they are finding it hard to get parents on board. Christine Herman has more. Thanks to a state partnership that makes it free to Illinois schools, about a quarter of all Illinois school districts in the state are signed up for a COVID testing program using the University of Illinois' saliva test. U of I epidemiologist Becky Smith says one of the biggest challenges for schools has been parental consent. That could be due to a lack of understanding about the importance of regular testing. And she says there's also concern about what to do if kids need to be sent home. There are parents who cannot afford to stay home if their kid gets sent home from school. And that's also understandable. It's a real concern, she says, as there's currently no system in the U.S. for supporting people who, for public health reasons, need to miss out on work. I'm Christine Herman. School counselors' workloads have increased over the course of the pandemic. University of Missouri-St. Louis Director of Counseling Christopher Sullivan says more students are reaching out with feelings of stress and social isolation. Just this general sense of just anxiety and worry and distress and concern about one's own health, concerns about family members' health. You know, it's it's just been so profoundly unsettling, I think, for so many people. A survey conducted last year by the Centers for Disease Control found people between the ages of 18 and 25 experienced a sharp increase in substance abuse and suicidal thoughts during the outbreak. Counselors say that's because young adults are trying to cope with personal life transitions while also navigating the pandemic. A new resource in the Metro East aims to establish and grow more locally owned businesses. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the Metro East Business Incubator will serve as a hub for entrepreneurs trying to take the next step with their ventures. The incubator officially launched last week and for now includes a website where local entrepreneurs can find mentors, government contacts, and other resources for their businesses. Amy Detterman is the executive director of the organization. She says its main focus is on companies that are already established but still small. Once their business is up and running, that's where we can make the most impact and just help them with the resources, understanding economies of scale, how to negotiate the contract, how to look at complementary services and move those along. Detterman says the Metro East already has resources for starting a business from scratch, and she didn't want to duplicate services. The next steps include partnering with local co-working and innovation centers and eventually establishing a physical location for the incubator. In Belleville, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Funeral arrangements are still pending for a Marine from Wentzville who died in last week's suicide bombing at the Kabul airport in Afghanistan. Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz graduated from Fort Zumwalt South High School in 2019. His father, Mark Schmitz, tells the Post-Dispatch his son enlisted the same year after deciding as a freshman or sophomore 
to become a Marine. Jared Schmitz was among 13 service members killed in the bombing. He was 20. What is believed to be Missouri's oldest one-room schoolhouse for African-American children is getting another chance at life. After more than a century, African School No. 4 in Chesterfield is moving to a St. Louis County park where it will be restored. As St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson reports, the move is 25 years in the making. These are the original two over two windows. It was built when the house was constructed or the schoolhouse was constructed. Jesse Francis is giving me a tour of African School Number 4. The outside looks like a garage that's seen better days, but the inside has the remnants of what it used to be, a one-room schoolhouse. Bookshelves are still mounted to the wall. The black chalkboard paint is visible and its ledges are intact. Francis says it's a miracle the schoolhouse is still standing. It was flooded in 93, and he says if it hadn't been converted into a garage, it would have likely collapsed. It's one of those things that you, you hope things survive, some things don't, and this one was one of the luckier ones for us that we can save a piece of history. Francis is the cultural site manager at Faust Park in St. Louis County, where the schoolhouse will be moved. The schoolhouse served generations of black children in the Chesterfield area starting in 1894. But getting the school established was a long struggle. At the end of the Civil War, the Missouri Constitution established free public education for all people ages 5 to 21. But an attendance rule made it so that black schools had to have at least 20 students. Faust Park curator Lori Ritchie says even though the black residents have the numbers, the directors of the Chesterfield School District refused to build it. So they actually had to take it through the county court to get them forced to, because by law they had to have one. And the city's black residents won their case in 1893. The next year, the school was built for $600. The one-room schoolhouse will remain in use until the 1950s. And now St. Louis County Park officials are looking for students and teachers who knew it best. So far, they've found 90-year-old Doris Frazier. She was a substitute teacher. I remember walking up these little steps and through the front door and a little desk up front, you know, waiting for the kids to come. Then I'd have uh, the roll call, of course, <laughs> as to who was there. At the age of 19, she was teaching first through eighth grade, all at the same time. She come up with a lesson plan for each grade and taught on four chalkboards around the tiny room. Frazier says the job wasn't easy. You had to be everybody. You had to be the gym teacher, the arithmetic teacher, the, the reading teacher. <laughs> So you had to be kind of experienced in, in all of those classes to keep the kids interested. Long day, long day. The property was later sold and the owner built a house next to it. The schoolhouse was converted into an attached garage. After 25 years of waiting, St. Louis County Park officials finally got the schoolhouse when its new owner gave it up this year. Here's Jesse Francis again. He said, I love history and I want to save this piece of history and you can have it for the park. So now it's ours. But it'll take a lot of money to move and restore the schoolhouse, according to St. Louis County Parks Foundation President Mark Olendorf. The foundation has raised 15 grand to disassemble and transport it to Faust Park's historic village. Now, Olendorf says they need to raise another $20,000 to restore it. He says the goal is to turn the school into a piece of living history. We want to bring it back to where it was when those children went to school here. That's why we're looking at the paints and anything we can find to see what it looked like back then so we can do it. 
Officials are trying to connect with people who went to the school or have pictures or mementos. They want to document the experiences of those who knew it firsthand. Doris Frazier says it's important for people of all ages to see history with their own eyes. Because their children's children will be able to see what their parents and grandparents have gone through to get where we are today. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.